Hello and welcome back into another episode of the 920 Show. We have a very special guest uh, who will be coming up later in the show. Uh, but right now, I am joined by Katie. Katie, what's up? What's up? I'm back, Peryush. Yeah, you're back, as always. And I do have to say, we did. <laughs> this is our second time recording today, or, uh, recording this episode. Uh, we did an episode with Cameron. Mm-hmm. Uh, just yesterday uh for this episode got into the record the the editing studio and said you know what better just us yeah we uh no it wasn't cameron it was me actually i was exhausted and i was uh so backstory nick and cameron had been moving all day and they came back and they're all in great spirits and they're like let's record a podcast yeah and they were a little too hyper for the pod so yeah i mean behind the scenes we always record on tuesdays mm-hmm. uh i edit it tuesday evening slash wednesday morning and then put it out wednesday afternoon and when i went to edit it uh, i was like oh it was man. a flop yeah you know you got to know we your just had strengths. a lot of fun and it, it was it was just a lot of laughing and a lot of uh you had to be there moments which is not good for a podcast yeah. Considering you, you know, you had to be there, but you know that's uh, that is what it is. Cameron did make a few jokes, of course. His Bears won. Our Packers lost this past weekend, but uh, this coming weekend it's fine. Yeah, and, and of course we it. have uh, we have the Bears coming up. So I think what we should do though is because I do I would like to have Cameron more and more involved because he is uh i think he brings an element of a third chair to the podcast so maybe we do <laughs> maybe we do something with him after the yeah. bears game uh maybe that'd be a good one maybe that was just like if you don't know cameron is a bears fan yeah uh so and maybe that was that that earlier recording was just a little practice run for when we bring him back on a more <laughs> regular yeah. basis now we know yeah. red flags <laughs> red flags. it's like a circus in here <laughs> exactly so a uh, quick look uh, back at our past episode uh this from last week wanted to give a, a shout out to matt ramage again uh great conversation it was really interesting uh talking to somebody from green bay from the area who has made a name for themselves creating uh content around the packers mm-hmm. and hearing kind of you know his favorite spots to go his things to do in green bay so um and then also i always find like those stories fascinating because i mean he he worked in a che- still does work in a cheese factory and, oh, and has become a, a packers that. podcaster and content creator so uh so it's interesting to hear how people kind of take their different paths to uh to where they are yeah and that brings me to this week's guest because we kind of had a very similar conversation we have the president of St. Norbert College here in uh, De Pere, um, Tom Kunkel, uh, President Tom Kunkel. He, uh, for your essence, if you're an SNC alum, that name sounds familiar because he was president for a period of time and then left. And the president that was uh, there, uh, President Brian Brees, uh, took a job uh, in Minnesota. So t- uh, Tom came back on an interim basis. And um, we're, we're looking at a busy weekend at St. Norbert College. There's SNC Day coming up uh, on Saturday. So, But we talked to Tom about a lot more than just, uh, just SNC Day. Um, you're going to hear his thoughts on everything from uh today's students versus past students to um we have a conversation about financial aid and the decision of the current administration to Mm -hmm. uh to cancel some debt shout out i needed that (laughs) 
<laughs> Keep your thoughts to yourself. I could have. Re- I really could use. Everybody, that. mind your own business. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, I, I don't want to get political, but you know what? I will be applying for it when I'm eligible. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> enough on that. You can get um, get Tom's thoughts. So uh, let's uh, let's take a look back at the week that was um, and the weekend that was. I have a few things to share right after we drop the music. I just cringe every time he does. Why that. do you cringe Literally so every bad? Time. I hate that. What do you hate about it? <laughs> it's giving, um, like 2017 YouTuber. I always wanted to be a 2017 YouTuber. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Anyways, okay. How was your weekend? Oh, uh, my weekend was good. My weekend was good. Um, pretty chill. Um, I think the highlight of my weekend, even though they lost, was the opening Packer game. It was really fun. It just to brings have. a vibe. It does. It really does. And it was a little rainy, and that's okay. But the the coolest part about the first weekend of Packer games is usually that's when me and the kids and the wife take our 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 one and only trip to uh to the Packers pro shop. And I say valid. one and only. That's valid. I say one and only. Do you know why? Because <laughs> if I were to go in there more than once a year, it's hard not to buy literally everything. <laughs> I know. They always come out with amazing apparel. I know. Um. Yeah. So I, uh, you know. I have being a local I have to like just so but I asked the dude how much he sees people like like the guy at the register yeah. and he was sharing some ridiculous numbers people who are here from out of town or internationally Spend, you mean? uh yet yeah, no just like quantity like how much oh. stuff they buy they've heard stories of people like packing a separate suitcase that's wild to bring home but I mean also like super valid like I think we get our, we are so used to it because we live here it's easy for us to be like, oh yeah, that's just like the Packers Pro Shop, yeah. like whatever. Yeah. Um, but I think when other people come here, like you said, bringing a full suitcase is like, like when my cousins come here, they go to the Pro Shop and like spend. Yeah. Yeah. Insane and for, amounts. For, for visitors, they and like bring back stuff for their friends and all right. the things. Cheese no, heads. Exactly. You're you're 100 percent right. And and I kind of have to treat the Packers Pro Shop like I am a tourist. Like I am only yeah. allowed to go there once. Yeah. Because I swear to God, I would be uh-huh. I would be broke as a joke. Yeah. And my kids would not have anything but spam and 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 green beans on their plates. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> gross. <laughs> I went for the worst combination. Yeah. How'd I do? Yeah. That, that was good. That was valid. Yeah. Um. But it was funny because, you know, best laid plans, right? We ended up doing that. And then we were going to go to Costco to get some, you know, after school snacks and all that. But we were in the in Lambo and we were just feeling the vibe. I know. And also back to bringing back home Packers gear. Can I just say, can you imagine wearing a cheese head on an air? Like, how do you get a cheese head home? I'm assuming you wear it. Or, like, yeah, let's just hop on the plane in our cheese You know, cheese I've never traveled with a cheese head. That would be a great question for a guest. But I think a lot of people do. I would imagine a lot of people do. Do you just wear it on the plane? Like, what do you do? Do you check it? Do you have, like, a separate case? Is there a cheese head case to check, like, <laughs> golf bags? <laughs> a whole tag on it and everything. Yeah. You have to have the uh, the second bag charged, so it's <laughs> an extra, like, 35 <laughs> bucks. <laughs> Plus the cost of the cheese head. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh That's man, funny. this one. But yeah, so uh, so we were feeling the vibe at uh, at Lambo, and mm-hmm. instead of doing any of like the responsibilities that we had, we were like, we walked out of the pro shop, and we were like, oh, okay, we're gonna go do this and grocery shop. Mm-hmm. And I looked at my wife Katie, and I said, hey, what if we went and grabbed a beer and cheese skirts at nineteen nineteen? I would love that. <laughs> That'd be great for. I'm sure that was great for you guys. And after. A small like eh, should we shouldn't we you know that whole thing mm-hmm. like we want to play like we're responsible mm-hmm. like we're totally not going to just go have beer and cheese curds instead of doing our errands so it's like ah oh, you know we probably shouldn't no let's not and of eh, course let's go and then ultimately where do we end up at 1919 exactly so and you know what i hadn't had 1919 cheese curds since our cheese curd draft went back when we used to do the oh really the drafts yeah and they were taken number one overall and Mm -hmm. then a lot of the guests who had come in they they said that was their spot too and i haven't had them since then Mm -hmm. holds up 10 out of 10 yeah very good it was so good yeah and um they had zambaldi on tap which you Ooh. know, you know Zambaldi's. Yeah. You know Zambaldi's my jam. Mm-hmm. Like it's you know Yard Games IPA is like my go-to. Um, shout out to Abby and Dave who own Zambaldi. That's like you know it's your spot. Th- I get it. That and Grassy Place from Badger State are like. I like Packerland Pilsner mm-hmm. from which one is that? From? Hinterland. Hinterland. I think. Or Titletown. In that vicinity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, anyways, I love them. Yeah, I, so I did not realize that Zambaldi was on tap there, so I had I had two. You know where else Zambaldi is on tap? <laughs> where? Townline. Really? Mm-hmm. I um, did not know that. Online, you Howard yeah. people. I know. Yeah, I don't have a Townline by yeah. me. I yeah. don't. Move a little closer. Yeah. I don't know. Well, you know. <laughs> as Brad anyways. would say, I'm down at the southern border Yikes. of Brown County, Yikes. which is fine. Anyway, um, but yeah, then on uh, Sunday had a whole group of people over. We had four families uh, over for a party. cookout. That is a lot of social skills. Yeah, remember last week when I told you about like the World War II uh, history <laughs> yeah. and, or smoking meats or yes. <laughs> yeah. So I I, I you leveled I, up. I leveled up and I got that new smoker and I made a whole barbecue for everyone. Went to Festival Foods, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, got. What did we get? 12 Festi Burgers? Honestly, iconic. Mm-hmm. I had no idea what Festi Burgers were up until what? probably like three years ago. Really? Yeah. What's not your a favorite clue. flavor of Festi Burger? I literally just like the ones with the cheese in them. That's it. Okay. Just like I the went, plain cheese. I don't so like anything else. I went six bacon cheese. Oh my gosh. I just love that. I went three Southwest. Mm-hmm. That has like pepper jack in mm-hmm. it and some spices. And then I went three just regular, like plain old nothing. Oh, that's in so them. iconic. Yeah. It was very, very good. And then got like 10 Oktoberfest, Festival Oktoberfest brats. Mm-hmm. Um, they did, they do the partnership with Hinterland where it's uh, um, uh, Hinterland beer. Um, oh, broil. beer brats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Hinterland beer brats. Yeah. So those were Iconic. outstanding, of course. Yeah. And then Nick is festival, just a Green Bay guy. And then Festival Bakery Buns. <gasps> Iconic. They're fr- I mean, they, they bake they them like, like fresh. Like when they're, when you are eating a burger, yeah. do they like fall apart? Like get like really greasy and like no, fall party? Or do no, they hold up? No, they hold up. But then when you bite into them, they like melt in your mouth. Oh, love that. Yeah. That's so like, iconic. So like if the burger, like say you take a bite and it's a juicy burger, it it, it, it mm-hmm. holds up well. But then when it, you're like, it's, oh, yep. it's, it's so good. I could eat one of the buns just like. <laughs> with bread. Yeah, or with like, butter. I mean. Put some butter on there. Yep. You That's know. iconic. You know what would be good if they did a grilled cheese on festival buns? 
Ooh, that mm-hmm, would be good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now we're talking. Mm-hmm. Now we are talking. Anyways. Yeah, so that was uh, that was more or less my weekend. A pretty chill one, you know. I felt like we had a lot of activity with Labor Day weekend. Mm-hmm. And then before that, obviously, like everything in the summer. So it was kind of just like a wind down weekend. weekend. It's like it's a transition. It was like the, the transition fall. weekend between yep. all the summer stuff. And then yep. we have uh, a Packers well, home kickoff this weekend. So and not to mention, like the weather wasn't overly amazing this weekend. Like it was. No, but it's going to be for the rainy. rest of the week. Yeah, I know. But this week has been toasty mm-hmm. um i love it yeah um i hung out at home for the most part i, I want to hear about your crafties i got my craft on <laughs> i, I normally one. do like every weekend um <laughs> that's what i did this weekend um i was inside and cozy with my dog and we made crafts i got some veggies i live right by the festival in i hate when people say that festival I don't know how that came out of my mouth. That was festival bad. Festival, yeah. In um, Howard. Yeah. So I went there. I got some produce. And you know what? One mm. positive about living by myself is that I can literally make whatever I want for dinner. Yeah, so listen. You can. So listen. It's a free country. I was craving like a smorgasbord of... Like a charcut? Yeah, but not. Okay. So I made stuffed mushrooms. Okay, out on that. Don't like mushrooms. <laughs> Nick, you have a childish palate then. <laughs> I told you I don't like mushrooms or soft fruit. I know. Okay. Anyways, stuffed mushrooms. Yeah. They were iconic. I cooked them in the air fryer. Amazing. Ooh, okay. Okay. I went to, or I was at festival. I got asparagus, which I love. Mm-hmm. Um, zucchini, which I also. Okay. I love zucchini when I order it from places, yeah. I cannot figure out how to cook that stuff. Oh, I just put it all in the air fryer. That's okay. like, I, right. the, that. I have yet to use my oven. Yeah. <laughs> and you could level up and have your oven with an air fryer. That's true. Shut I up, Nick. That. Shut your mouth. <laughs> Why are you like this? Do you want a second air fryer? Cause I don't use mine anymore. <laughs> oh. Um, okay. Lastly yeah, yeah. though, sorry, I made sorry, bruschetta. Sorry. Oh, so I got the That's bun. one of my favorites. I got like one of those big French buns from the bakery. Yeah. At from festival. festival. Yeah. 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 And did you cut it up in little? It. Yes. I put I put butter on each side, put it into the air fryer, cooked it, and then I made the little bruschetta, sprinkled some balsamic on it. It was amazing. My smorgasbord was iconic. I love that sounds that sounds really good actually. All cooked in the I, air fryer. I didn't even make a mess. I could probably give the mushrooms a chance because everything else you they just described sounded so good. Okay, all right, I'm down. You, you got me. The I'm cheese in. takes over any. Yeah. And it, it was amazing. Yeah. Okay. I recommend nice. trying it, but that's what I did, and I made crafts like all weekend and watched movies so what did you what did you watch what movies what did i oh stranger things i started stranger things you started stranger things finally i'm normally not into sci-fi do you like it sci-fi is never my jam how far did you get literally like not too far but okay it's amazing i'll stand by i stopped watching uh gilmore girls i couldn't get into it okay but anyways it's Uh, fine i'm in the midst of game of thrones I love Game of Thrones. Okay. And I watched it years ago. Okay. Like years and well, years I ago. Am, I am in, I'm in the beginning, end part of season five, early part of season six. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to catch up because I want to watch House of Dragon. Mm, gotcha. So I'm trying to get there, but well, it's a lot. There's just that, a lot. I feel like lot. I'm investing a lot of my time yeah. into this. I like the shows you can have one in the background, like when yeah. you're like you can't have Game of Thrones out in the background doing crafts. Yeah. yeah, and you definitely cannot do that with Game of Thrones for sure. For sure. Hey, I want to 
check in with you on something. Before we started recording, you showed me a picture of your lunch yesterday. Where did you go? What did you do? Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was like, wait, where I want to hear this. Katie, like, Katie has been... Okay, so Katie is, obviously, you all know, she's in charge of our social media TikTok account. And I swear, this is... I'm saying this in all the best ways positive, in all the positive ways possible. You've been out of the office. I have. Like... I've and been that living means you're going life. on adventures. So I want to I want to hear like a little Look recap of what you've been. Look how gorgeous this picture is. Oh, shut up. That's delightful. Yeah. And okay, so I've been doing a pumpkin spice latte tour. Okay. Okay, not technically small pumpkin spice because some places don't it's not called pumpkin spice. Yeah. So I've just been doing like fall fall, drink. fall vibe drinks. Yeah, yeah. Um so that's been so fun. Um, but yesterday I went to Zesty's because I was like, okay, I need to mix it up with the food content on face on uh, Facebook. Well, TikTok. that too, yeah. So I went to Zesty's mm-hmm. and I haven't been there in years. My day out. I used to mm-hmm. go there like after every soccer game because they're right by a soccer mm-hmm. field, mm-hmm. and like our whole team would go afterwards and like go get ice cream yeah, and whatever. For sure. Um, and um, I went yesterday for lunch, and they have mixed cheese curds. You can get orange like and yellow. Oh yeah. So obviously I got that. Mm-hmm. And I said, do you have any dipping sauce? <laughs> She's, obviously, I dip mine in ranch. I don't care if anyone, you can judge me for it. It's Wait, fine. who would judge you for dipping cheese curds in ranch? That's what Some I do. Some people are so against it. I will judge you if you dip cheese curds in ketchup. In ketchup, disgusting. Gross. Disgusting. 1919 leave. served Just theirs leave. with marinara. That's amazing. So good. Um, but Who doesn't ketchup? ketchup? Disgusting. Come on. Ew. Come on, grow up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, if you're listening and you don't, you you dip your cheese curds in ketchup. Grow up. We're fighting. (laughs) (laughs) So, anyways, um, so yeah, and then I got the I got a deluxe burger. Oh yum! I I'm sorry, I cannot just go plain. I have to have the tomatoes, lettuce. I need all the flavors to make an iconic burger. Oh for sure. Um, but amazing. Yeah. It was so good. And then wait a minute. Oh okay, sorry. I had another question about the content from you. I saw the um fall drink yeah i didn't get a drink i got a shake oh and it was amazing it was a cream from cheese where? pumpkin from zesties? shake from zesties oh there was real cream cheese chunks in it well that sounds it was so amazing delectable and honestly like am i lactose intolerant yes but <laughs> i don't care that's why I'm, you get tummy I'm gonna, I'm, that's I'm going to deal with it. I'm going to eat the cheese curds. I'm going to yeah. eat the cheeseburger. That and was I'm... quite the bomb to drop that you're lactose intolerant. <laughs> we talk about food all the time. And I'm going to uh, eat the dairy shake with with uh, the cheesecake filling. So it's fine. I love hearing about your adventures because I am the, you know, I'm the one who's stuck back at the at the office doing all the Yeah, you're living stuff. vicariously through me. I am, and I love hearing about it, but I do have to ask you something. The, did you see the wine drink blog that uh, that we put out? Yes. That I believe Carrie did that, right? Yes. Yo. What? That looked so good. All the drinks on there yeah. had me shook. I know. I saw it and I was like, "Wait a second. I'm going to pull it up real quick. Wait a minute. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to pause. You you keep going on I'm your thoughts need- on these drinks. I'm going to need to go and get all this stuff and make these wines. Because, listen, I'm not a big drinker. I'm just not. And I love a little cocktail mix because you can't really taste the alcohol. Okay. I couldn't remember the name. I had to pull it up. This is the one I wanted to highlight. Mm -hmm. First of all, the name. Which one? Froze. Oh, I know. (laughs) How bougie. (laughs) The Froze from Duck Creek Winery. Uh... I mean, can I just say it one more time? The Frosé. That is clever. I it's know. Clever. I love it. Uh, so it's one bottle, 
of Duck Week, Duck, Duck Week. <laughs> oh my gosh, Duck Creek Wineries, uh, Rose Duck or uh, Risque Duck Rose. That's a tongue twister. Let me repeat for the people at home: one bottle of Duck Creek Wineries Risque Duck Rose. Yes, nailed it that time. You did. Uh, one and a half cups of fresh strawberries cut in half. One teaspoon of of honey. Pour two-thirds cup of the risque duck into a measuring glass and set aside. In a blender, combine the rest of the rosé with the strawberries and honey until everything is smooth. Strain the mixture, then pour into a baking dish. Cover and freeze at least six hours. When you're ready to serve, put it back into the blender and pulse until it reaches a fluffy consistency. Pour into glasses with a top. Uh, pour into glasses and top with a splash of the reserved wine from earlier. Garnish with a strawberry slice and sip away. I know. It's iconic. What? It's iconic. And also, have you had their wine? Duck Creek? Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So good. Love. Yeah. Very, very good. Um, so go check that out. There's, uh, I just, I dropped one for you. Of course, you're not going to like write it down as I'm mm-hmm. screaming about it into a microphone. Right. Uh, but it's but on our website. It's on the website. On the blog. Uh, Google five must try Green Bay wine cocktails. It'll be the first result. Go to greenbay.com. Click on blogs. It's the first one. Uh, five different, uh, five different recipes, uh, five different um, wineries. In Green Bay, where you can get the ingredients from, this is one of the this is one of the most fire pieces of content we've put out. Yeah, I'm obsessed with it. Yeah, I can't get enough. I know. I can't get enough. If if you're not if you're not doing wine wine cocktails in the fall, what's even the point? I know it's like a cozy little fun little mix to have on a game night. Oh yes, love that. All right. So just a real quick, Katie and I will be right back after this conversation that we're about a minute away from Mm -hmm. uh, with. with President Kunkel of St. Norbert College, but it is another, like we said last weekend, we were kind of like, what are we going to recap? Like, yeah. there's not a ton, you know, but we, obviously we did a ton because we're just cool people. Um, Facts. There there are some really big things happening this weekend yep. that I... Rolling uh, in the fall. That I want to just talk about real quick. Um, number one is SNC Day. We talk about it with Tom a little bit. It is on the 17th. It is so much fun. We're going to be there. Um, we'll have a booth there. So stop by and say, what's up to Discover Green Bay? Told me, tell me mm-hmm. you listen to the podcast and you love it. If you didn't love the podcast, just tell us you love it anyways. Tell us you love it. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> I don't do well with criticism. Uh, <laughs> uh, and I mean, food trucks, guest lectures, um, Games, mm-hmm. automobile gallery will be there. All sorts oh, really? of stuff. Yeah. Oh, and I mean, St. Norbert is just a beautiful campus to like yeah. walk around if you've never been to. Yep. So check out SNC Day. Number two, we have big, and I don't even think we need to talk too much about this because it's been sold out for months. Luke Combs is in town. I forgot about that. You forgot about that. I didn't realize that was this weekend. Yeah. I know one of his songs, Katie. Aren't you proud? Nick. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I had to pick up, yeah. I had to pick Nick up from the, um, car dealership the other day because he had to drop off his car it's been a week i had to turn um my country music off because i thought he was gonna judge me it's <laughs> cold long neck beer never broke my heart you said it wrong nick you don't know the song <laughs> oh, not the right is that lyrics. not it what is it you just spun lyrics around drop it for me it's long neck ice cold beer never ice broke cold my hair my heart okay whatever 
not a country music guy. For all y'all that are though, all y'all check out the Luke Combs concert. It's been it's, it's sold, sold out. out. Check it out on the secondary market. I I don't know what else to tell you. Okay, <laughs> number three, where you can find people from Discover Green Bay, the Wet Whistle Wine Festival in Algoma. Cameron's gonna be there. Stomping Cameron's grapes. gonna be there stomping grapes. Tell him, uh, tell him you uh, tell him you listen to the podcast. Tell him that they cut. Tell him that we cut him out. Yeah. <laughs> Yikes. Sorry. Uh, so that's Saturday in Algoma. If you're looking to get out of the city a little bit, if you're in town for the game and you want to like spend Saturday outside the city, a little more, uh, you know, beachside kind of vibes. That, that um, is a vibe. Yeah. Yeah. Algoma and the wet whistle wine, the wet whistle wine festival. I am struggling with English. Words. All right. Now this is my jam. I can't leave that far, but what is it? This is my jam. You guys can keep your country. Oh, you can keep your boy. wine. You can keep your wine. You can keep it all. What is it? Nick? And I'm gonna go see Train, baby. Oh my gosh! What one? What one are they? Where are they playing? Uh, Lambeau Field, free concert oh, on Saturday. Open concert. open concert on Saturday in the parking lot. Ooh, I might do, do that. Do you know? Do you I know? Actually, might do that. Do you? But do you know Train? Do you know this? Yes, yes. On the other side of street, I knew. It's like, I look like you. That's all. <laughs> they have so many bangers. I'm telling you, banger after banger after banger from Train. Nick, uh, I know who Train is. They were popular when I was in like middle school. Oh, my God. Even elementary school. <sighs> well, that is, that is, that is depressing. Drops of Jupiter in. boy. <laughs> 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 a little off key play that song i just i just texted yeah friend and i said i want to see train this weekend he said train <laughs> oh the artist <laughs> i hate you guys that is so funny okay anyways all right so like I'm i said go. just recap four really really big things that katie and i will run through and the game nick oh yeah five <laughs> five Really, really big things. <laughs> five. Five really big things happening this weekend. I'm going to just run through them real quick right now. We'll mention them again just on the other side. But on the other side of this interview with uh, with Tom, we will go through the entire schedule because there's a ton going on. But uh, we have the uh, Wet Whistle Wine Festival in Algoma. We have Luke Combs at the Resh, uh, at the Resh Center. We have train playing outside of Lambeau Field for the uh, NFL kickoff. We have SNC Day, which is a fabulous all-day event out at one of the most beautiful campuses in the country. Uh, what? Is that a fact? Ranked fact. Yeah. Ranked fact. Like That's it's valid. Not, not an opinion. Not an opinion. Uh, and then five, of course. Your Green Bay Packers take on the monsters of the Midway, Chicago Bears, at Lambo. Nick, I'm cringing. Why? Anyway, the radio voice, it kills me every time. I know. Drop the music. All right, we are running a little bit long here. Let's get out. We'll see you on the other side, y'all. Katie and I will run through the events. But first, enjoy this very, very insightful and entertaining conversation with St. Norbert College President Tom Kunkel. See ya. Hello.
Hello and welcome back to the 920 show. Uh, we are into the special guest segment of this week's episode. Uh, lots going on this weekend, including SNC Day out at St. Norbert College. Uh, for everyone who's in town for the game, make sure to check that out. And we are joined by St. Norbert College President Tom Kunkel. Welcome to the show, Tom. Thanks for taking time with us today. Well, thank you for having me, Nick. I appreciate it. Anytime, anytime, especially as a former SNC employee, having transitioned from St. Norbert to Discover Green Bay, it is an absolute pleasure to talk to you, and I can't wait uh, to dive in and, and let our listeners and even myself get to know you a little bit more. Uh, you know, with everything you've done at SNC, I think, uh, you know, it'll be a really fun convo. Well, we won't tell anybody that we made you put me on. <laughs> Mike's over here twisting my arm. <laughs> no, it's all good. So uh, you, just to kind of get into some of the nuts and bolts of everything, you are technically here in your second term uh, at St. Norbert College. Um, you were president for nine years Uh oversaw the college through a tremendous amount of growth, both with students as well as the, the actual footprint and buildings mm -hmm. of the college. So can you just kind of give a, an update of, uh, to, to the listeners? Like, we're so happy to have you back, but what are you doing back? Well, it's a great question, and I will, and thank you for having me on. Uh, so you're right, I was the president from 2008 until 2017 and had a great time. Uh, we were able to do a lot. We, have, we had tremendous support. The college still does have tremendous support. Um, and, you know, grew a lot programmatically. You have this wonderful partnership with the Medical College of Wisconsin, for instance. We were able to enhance the business school, start an MBA program, and just there was a lot of things that, uh, you know, I'm really proud of. Uh, retired, got to spend more time with family, and mm -hmm. uh, and then presided over a growing batch of grandchildren and thing like, things like that. Um, then I got a call this spring that my friend Brian Brees was going to um, be taking another presidency. He he has been the president of St. Norbert in the five years since I was away and did a great job, especially leading the college through the pandemic. So, But it's kind of short notice for the college, so they, they need to search for the next president. But in the meantime, they needed... You know, a bus driver who could, uh, uh, who maybe <laughs> yeah. knew the roads a little bit. Yeah, exactly. And uh, and I was very flattered to be asked uh, to come back. Uh, it's kind of a second home. We have a ton of friends here, and uh, you know, really do uh, care a great deal about um, De Pere, Green Bay, Greater, or Northeast Wisconsin, uh, Greater Green Bay, shall we say? And. So I'm coming back. You've seen a lot of those old friends. Yeah. Uh, there's there's much that's very familiar. There's a lot of new things going on on campus and and new initiatives. Um, a lot of new faces in terms of uh, young faculty and and staff. Um, so it's been really exciting. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, um, a lot of people coming by to get reconnected. And um, just happy to be here. And the views aren't so bad either. I mean, I always, I mean, I'm biased. I grew up in De Pere and, and of course, but I think St. Norbert is one of the most beautiful campuses of all the liberal, liberal arts schools. And I know it's been rated highly that way too. So, so never, never a sore sight on the eyes from the office either. Well, it is spectacular. We, you know, we tend to call uh, the campus uh, and our setting on the Fox River sort of our, uh, you know, our secret weapon or, or our unfair advantage. <laughs> yep. uh, I think a lot of people in their mind's eye, they think about this beautiful leafy college campus and there's always water, whether it's a, a big lake or a river or something like that. And um, the Fox, that setting right there at the bend of the Fox is just really spectacular. And, uh, and you know, we live there. I, ho I hope we never take 
we take it for granted, but every once in a while you're out walking around and you do really remind yourself, wow, you know, we get to live here. Mm-hmm. So uh, we try to take advantage of it. Right. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So one of the big things uh, that we talk about a lot with our guests on the 920 show is this is, is pivot points in people's lives. And I, I really find it interesting. We've talked to a lot of entrepreneurs, uh, business people or, or business owners, I should say, small business owners who kind of found a new passion, uh, found a new uh, vocation per se. And and I think your background is super interesting. You were you spent a lot of years in the newspaper industry, correct? Right. And moved all over the country, had all sorts of different experiences. How where did you find that that pivot point in your life where you were went from newspaper to higher education? Yeah, I, I tell people I'm an accidental educator, uh, <laughs> although they usually can figure that out pretty quickly. Yeah. Well, what happened, Nick, was I, I actually stumbled into the newspaper business in my hometown in Indiana when I was 16. Started writing part-time sports, and just and gradually, by the time I was 20 and in college, I was working full-time as a, as a reporter for the paper. And But I was just, I desperately just wanted to get through college mm-hmm. because I was, so, I was so busy. And so I didn't put that much effort into my last couple of years of college. I mean, got decent grades, but right, right. Uh, let's don't be, you know. But the, <laughs> but the fact is, students is that, listening, never mind. <laughs> that's exactly right. You know, earmuffs. Yeah. So, um, but what happened was when I got done, and my wife and I were married by then, and I said, I just don't feel like I've had a real college experience because it's just been so crazy. And yeah. what would you think if I dropped out um, and went back and got a master's degree? And she, God bless her, she said, you know, I think you should, which, so I was able to do that. So I spent a year and a half getting a master's degree, and that really I consider my college education. And and here now is getting closer to your question. At that point, I had a decision to make, what do I want to do next? And my decision was, I was thinking about maybe going back to get a Ph.D. because I thought I was thinking seriously about the prospect of going into higher education. Right. The other option I had was to go back into newspapers, which I loved, and uh, and writing. And I made the decision to do the latter. I went, I mean, newspapers are great. You literally never know from one day to the next what you're going to be working on, and you meet unbelievable people. And so I did do that. And then uh, and I had a very full uh, career in the media, largely as an editor and a manager. And then I took a little time to write some books. And at that point, I was invited to the University of Maryland at College Park. Um, which had a which had a national magazine devoted to journalism, and uh, I was doing a project for them. And about that time, their dean of journalism retired, and I was asked if I wanted to be considered for the dean of journalism. So, kind of like a right place, right time all situation. Those, yeah, all those yeah. years later, uh, you know, after deciding not to go into education, I'm back and I'm a dean and professor, you know, at the University of Maryland. So it's kind of crazy. I felt like I've had three or four um, points along my life where opportunities presented themselves and and uh, you know, there, there's always doors. Not everybody walks through the door, but I I have done that several times, and I have felt Glad I did every time. Right, for sure. And so you were at University of Maryland was your first administrative type role uh, well, first, in first, academics, or did I? 
first well the first academic role yes yeah. and it was an administration so I was running I was running that school within the University of Maryland there. okay right excellent let's uh, go back a step here some of the um, I want to talk about a little bit of your time as as a newspaper man um, anything stick out like I love I, I love talking to reporters and journalists about anything that sticks out about a story that was like super interesting to cover or, or something that like still oh. to this day you're like that was wild uh, yeah, I've had a lot of things happen to me yeah. that were wild. Like one time, you know, in southern Indiana, coal mining is big, and yeah. the UMW seemed like every three years would go on strike. So you'd have these terrible labor situations where ununion, non-union guys or scabs, they would be called, would, yep. you know. And uh, I was um, sent one time to go talk to a, a guy that ran a small coal mine, and he, he lived on a hill out in the country, and I, I'm pulling up. Uh, on, uh, I'm pulling up his driveway, and I I don't, and I get out of my car, and even before I can get the door closed, he's out the door, and he's got a shotgun pointed at me, <laughs> oh my which is the first and only time I ever have wow. had anybody point a gun at me, at least you know with intent. Right. And uh, I start, I started to explain. He's no, I don't want to hear it. Uh, you know, I've been in a Learjet with uh, Judge John Sirica, who was the Watergate judge. I've been oh, wow. I've been cussed out by Bobby Knight, the IU <laughs> basketball coach. I feel like there's a lot of people on that list. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, there are, but this was uh, this was a master class yeah. in in how to read somebody's pedigree. Uh, I've been uh, I've been I've interviewed Halston, the fashion designer. You know, in his fiftieth floor office overlooking St. Patrick's Cathedral in New York and I mean that's one of the I I interviewed Jimmy Carter in the living room of his home in Plains Georgia I mean and one of the great things about that business is you um, you know you just get to meet these most right. amazing people but one quick story I'll tell you that didn't have to do with anything famous but it kind of gives you an idea about the job so one night in winter you know we heard about this humongous fire that was happening about 15 miles north of town and so they sent me out to go find out what was going on. And this fire was so big that you could start seeing it from 10 miles away. Mm-hmm. And when we got there, it was an oil refinery or oil storage area, you know, fuel storage area. And this huge, huge tank was just completely blazing. And there was another tank right next to it that... Was oh, just, that's, not, that's a was, recipe for disaster. Was just sitting there, yeah. and all the firefighters were had all their hoses trained on the one that nothing was happening on, yeah. and they were ignoring the one that was completely engulfed in flames. And you know we're, you know we're probably standing. I'm talking to one of the fire captains, and we're maybe 50 yards from this. That seems I, close. And I said, well, <laughs> and I said, I don't. Okay, I don't get it. You know, you guys are seem to be ignoring the fire, and. And not and you're and you're watering down something where there doesn't seem to be any trouble. He says, "Well, that tank that's on fire." He said, "There's no putting that out. All it all it can do is burn out." So, this tank over here, that's nap the gas. If it gets to if the temperature in that tank gets over a certain level, it'll blow about a half mile crater in the ground. And you're standing fifty yards away and from I, it. And I and then my next question was, "Well, how hot is it inside?" He, and he said, "We don't know." Oh my. That's terrifying. It was terrifying. <laughs> that is absolutely terrifying. It so was. did you just back up right away? Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> of course not. <laughs> I mean, you know, it was a good story. Yeah, yeah exactly. You do, do what any- you, you do what you got to do. Plus, when you're, 
you know, I was probably 22. You know, you, you just know you're going to live yeah. forever no matter what. Oh, for sure. So you did mention something interesting. And as you kind of were going through your background, uh, mentioned you wrote a few books. I have one in particular that I'd like to know a little more about because it is, you know, so uh, so close to home mm-hmm. with, with St. Norbert College. You actually wrote a book on the life of St. Norbert himself, correct? I did. And so what is what is what did you learn about St. Norbert, the man? What was the thinking behind the book like take me down that path a little bit well there it came about because uh you know the, the norbertine order many of your viewers will probably realize that they have just they've just finished celebrating their 900th anniversary yeah. and uh, when you go to europe which i was able to do several times during my presidency and you see the norbertine abbeys you really just get a deep sense of that history but we don't have a but we didn't have a very good accessible english language version of norbert's life and I thought, well, this is such a shame. Somebody should should rectify that. Right. Somebody should write a short. What was the, What language was most of the stuff like? What happened? Most of the stuff that's been written about Norbert um, is one of two things. It's either very, very academically oriented, so it's okay. thick, not easy to read, not particularly welcoming, or it was written in Dutch or um, uh, French or German. Mm-hmm. And or Latin, and mm-hmm. then and then may have been translated back into English, but they read like these stilted, dated translations. Got so, it. so nothing that would really you know connect with a modern reader, especially a young reader. And so, what happened was, uh, in my nine years, nobody stepped up to do that, despite my various suggestions. And so, when I left the presidency, I thought, well. Here's one thing I can do. I can it'll keep me connected to the college, but it'll also, you know, I won't be underfoot for Brian Brees, my right. my successor. And so I, I I told the college that I wanted to write this short biography, which they appreciated. So what happened is I took the next year and did just that and went back to Europe, did some he went to Zanton where he was from, which I had never been to before. And uh, and just did a lot of research. You know, most of the research that went into my book had been done by other people and and some Norbertine scholars. What I did was I just tried to gather what was available and then write it into a story that you know most anybody would be able to grasp and understand. And um, and so I was able to do that, and that came out in 2019. Excellent. So I, I'm I'm so curious because you were at St. Norbert for for nine years, and and you know the man himself, Saint the uh, you know Norbert and and the whole Norbertine order you were so close to for an extended period of life. Is there something as you did your research for the book that you like? How much did you learn about the man, his life? How many like new little nuggets did you pick up? Well, I I mean I had the broad outlines of Norbert's life, like most people who. I mean that that's not that hard to pick up, but right. but having written several biographies, you know, invariably you get into these and you really begin to see how complicated people are. And in Norbert's case, for instance, many people who may think they know the Norbertines may have no idea that Norbert, for starters, was born like incredibly wealthy. He was one of you know he was born he was an incredible privilege that he was born into. I tell people think about Downton Abbey. You know that was basically the medieval version of of his his family, you know that kind of privilege, uh, and so the fact that halfway through his life he turned it, you know he had this spiritual awakening and he turned his life completely. I mean, forego all that wealth and privilege to just work among the poor and the needy, wearing mm-hmm. effectively rags. Pretty right. pretty incredible. Um, and then, but this the other thing that 
that I was just really struck by was in the span of about 30 years, he went from like, like, you know, this preacher who walked thousands of miles and, and preached among the poor. And then he founded this order that would go on to last for 900 years. Mm -hmm. And then he was named the, the Archbishop of Magdeburg in Germany. And he became essentially the right hand to the, the head of the Holy Roman Empire. And he was effectively in his day like a Henry Kissinger figure. He was conducting high-level shuttle diplomacy between the between the Pope and an anti-Pope. There were rival popes right. at that time, and uh, and the and the Emperor himself. And you know, so Norbert was just playing this incredibly fraught and interesting political role in in the you know that had a lot to do with the history of of the Middle Ages of Europe. So. I, and I didn't really know any of that last part, and right. I just thought, you know, this guy, quite aside from the Norbert that we know, he's just, he really, he had it going. It was a really interesting and impactful life. That's so interesting. You know, you didn't, you didn't, I never really, you know, you hear about Norbert and the story of his life, and it's so interesting to hear how that diplomacy uh, role really kind of shaped, you know, not only you know, religion today in the Norbertine order, but almost the, the area geographically itself. Um, and, and I'm curious, like when you learn, when you learned about Norbert and, and more things that he did and accomplished in his diplomacy and his role, how much of that do you take into like your leadership style of the college? Is that something that you study and try to bring to the table or, or huh. what do you use for examples and inspiration for your, for your leadership of the school? That's an interesting question. I think one of the things, you know, people ask me sometimes, you know, what, what do you think Norbert would be doing today if he lived? In, yeah. And I'm, I'm yeah. pretty sure that if he lived today, uh, you know, he might be like, um, uh, you know, he might be like a high-tech entrepreneur or like in social media because okay. a, because for okay. starters, he definitely was an entrepreneurial figure. He, he absolutely had that personality. He was much more inclined to ask forgiveness than permission. Um, he uh, and he was always kind of looking and what's the next thing you know he was always had his eye out for what you know what the next chapter you know uh, might make sense so I I so that entrepreneurialism that sense of risk taking I really admire and I, I hope that we apply it a little bit the biggest lesson I would say Nick is that he uh, he he just cared about people. He mm -hmm. he was committed to living a life that followed the gospel values, to be looking out to help the poor, you know, feed the hungry, and uh, and he really backed it up. Mm -hmm. I mean, he he literally gave away every cent he had to the poor. Uh, it's just astonishing. I mean, he almost died early in his preaching career because I mean, he was you know he was. Um, uh, he, you know, he walked. If he, you know, right. every once in a while he would get catch a ride on a donkey, but right, most but of the walking, time he was walking and scraping for food. Didn't have, him, yeah. didn't have, had, you know, a few clothes himself, and and but would not take money from other right. people when it was offered. So, he, I guess what I'm saying is that he he completely lived his convictions, mm -hmm. and that that's that i think that was probably rare then and it's still rare yeah and i i think that's definitely something and and i spent about two and a half years close to three years working at st norbert college and one thing that i found really inspiring was and i you know to be honest i've kind of adopted st norbert as like a quasi alma mater because you know i didn't go there for school but you know i spent so much time there it had an impact on me it's okay and i always thought how you know interesting it was how closely 
the curriculum and the faculty and the college as a whole kind of stick to those Norbertine values. It really does drive a lot of what um, a lot of a lot of what you see at the campus, like even the, the emphasis on travel and the travel abroad programs, yeah. uh, you know, the commitment to service with, with, um, you know, S and C day service, uh, activities and, and volunteerism and things like that. Um, so that, uh, that kind of leads me to, uh, where, where do you see St. Norbert College going this year um, as you stick to those Norbertine values and the things that, that he taught? What are some things you're looking to accomplish and, and hopes and dreams for your students this semester, this, this, this uh, school year? Yeah, well, thank you. Well, I, the first thing I would say is, and it's, you know, we've just, we've really, uh, we're, as, we, as you and I are speaking, you know, we're closing out our first week or so, and it's been wonderful just to have the students back. But this year especially, um, you know, they had a fairly normal um, you know, experience last year, and the college did a great job throughout the pandemic. But this is really, I think, everybody's been looking forward to the opportunity to kind of get back on campus in a much more traditionally, you know, typical way. Um, and the, so that's exciting. And just to remind every, try and remind everybody, you know, what a, a what a what a college experience at a liberal arts campus is supposed to look like. Um, we are um, so I would say that's you know job one. Uh, obviously, they're conducting a search for the next college president. That um, even though that's not my job to right. to find that person, um, it's my job to make sure that you know the college is running as smoothly as it can and that uh, we are looking as attractive as we can be uh, for for somebody that wants to think about being our next president. And then I would just say you know we're we have been talking about the pursuit of excellence at this institution for um, for years and we're continuing to make that drive. Um, you know we we just realized the other day that we think we we're ranked like eighth among uh, there are several hundred Catholic liberal arts colleges in the United States, and we're ranked eighth you know among mm-hmm. those. Um, so we're very proud of that, and uh, it's just one marker of the the I think the glide path that we're on, and that's you know keeping as I said keeping the bus moving in the right direction is mm-hmm. is what I'm there for this year. So speaking of you know higher education and where St. Norbert is at, you know one thing that I've kind of noticed in in my career, and I, I spend a lot of time working uh, you know in communications, social media, you know, and we work with influencers and people from all all different different backgrounds the the way higher education is kind of uh perceived and where it is today compared to even when i i mean i'm you know i'm 34 years old uh, you know 10 12 years ago when i was in school the landscape is is so much different so what what do you see as as higher education's role especially in a place like st norbert that is a small uh, a smaller liberal arts school and 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 where do you see that heading in the future well, it's a great question. The landscape of higher education, like really every other industry in the world, is being, you know, not to be too glib, but, I mean, it's being disrupted. Of like, course. Like so yeah. many. And, yeah. uh, uh, and while it's scary on one level, it's, you know, these are also always opportunities for industries to reinvent themselves and to, to evaluate themselves. And are we being the best St. Norbert College we can be, for starters? Um, and I would say that our future looks bright. You know, the, there are something like 700 private colleges in the United States. You know, in the future, we probably won't need 700 
colleges, private colleges, maybe we need 300. And so uh, as, as all this shaking out is happening, you know, we need to make sure that St. Norbert is one of those schools that students are going to want to go to because, because it's beautiful, because it has a great academic track record, because it's Catholic, because, because of these, um, these uh, additional values that you talked about, you know, that we walk the walk, mm-hmm. that, we, uh, that we are who we say we are. And, um, but all, all schools, you know, are go, sort of going through that analysis right now. And, you know, not all of them are going to survive. I feel quite comfortable that, you know, we're, we're just starting the 125th you know, year yep. of St. Norbert's history, St. Norbert College's history this year. I'm quite confident that, you know, in 250 years, there's still going to be St. Norbert College to celebrate. Definitely. And, um, uh, and that's my goal to help make sure I'm doing my part to make that happen. Right. So what would you, I know, um, just was it yesterday or sometime this week you did your opening address to the students of St. Norbert? Yeah. yeah. I was not able to attend. So what are you, what are you, how are you inspiring these students who are coming in, whether it be their first year, second year, to make the most of this experience? Because I, I'm of the belief that, you know, higher education and where it's at now is just like anything else. You're going to get it. You're going to get out what you put into it. I learned that when I was in school, I bounced around to a couple schools before I found my footing. I bounced around to a couple different majors before I found out. And what I realized is what I put into it is, is what I'm going to get out of it. So what, what do you tell students that are coming in to St. Norbert College or really just higher education as a whole to set themselves up for success in the, uh, in the school year that is now uh, just a, a week or so old? I tell them exactly what you just said. No kidding. Uh, The single biggest piece of advice I try to give incoming freshmen in particular is, um, you know, sometimes I think a lot of students, they they may realize, they've known for some time that they're going to, quote, go to college, and quote, they're college bound. Um, And I think that um, that being the case, they can be too passive about the experience. The college is something that happens to them or washes over them. And what I tell them is, it's, you know, you don't know what it's like yet to be a graduate student, but if you did, what I'm telling you is approach your undergraduate experience as if you were graduate students. Graduate mm-hmm. students, they're, you know, they're paying all their money themselves. They're probably working. They had to make a grown-up decision. I'm going to make this investment in my, in my time and in my career because, you know, it's that important to me. And so they're hungry consumers, you know. They, they, they want to kind of shake those professors and say, tell me everything you know. Yeah. And, I, and there's no reason that the undergraduates shouldn't be exactly the same way except that it takes it take them too, it takes them too long to realize right. they can do that. By and the so, time they get there, they're seniors and graduating. Right. And yeah, I, yeah. So I say, so be proactive about your education. And the other thing I say is get in the game. Get involved. Get involved in the organizations. Get out there. Get out of your comfort yep. zone with, you know, the things that um, that you know the college opportunities that are provided because that, you know, the the great majority of your waking hours at a college are not in class. Mm-hmm. Most of your college education yep. is happening outside the classroom, and so uh, you know, get on it. Exactly. Before we hop off the topic of higher education and get into a couple other things, um, wanted to ask. There's some recent news uh, about 
um, about the cost of college. Mm -hmm. And you mentioned, you know, graduate students paying it, paying for it themselves most of the time, that sort of thing. Um, The recent announcement about uh, student student loan forgiveness and where we're headed with that. How do you see that kind of affecting the way colleges uh, recruit, operate, etc.? Um, kind of how do you see that impacting the future of the industry? Well, there's no question that, that everybody in higher education uh, is very concerned about, you know, the, the growing cost of education. And more to the point, uh, the extent to which that might be putting education out of reach for some people. Now, I do think one of the great things about the American higher education system is there is this great range of higher education opportunities, everything from technical colleges, community colleges, you can do college online. Mm-hmm. You know, you can do night college, you can do this. You know, you got University of Madison, you got little old St. Norbert College, you got everything yeah. in between. So there, there's a place for everybody, but it's definitely very expensive. And, and so we are all trying to figure out how can we provide more value. Something like 97% of all the students that go to St. Norbert College are when I get financial that, aid. When I learned that stat when I started, I was floored. Because I, you know, I think there's this perception of private colleges, especially, you know, private, Catholic, Christian, uh, that they're more expensive than other other schools. But that's just, like, flat out not true. Well, it's certainly, it's often not true. Yeah. I think if you, uh, especially if you compare, like, the out-of-state tuition, you know, say I live in Wisconsin, but I want to go to Colorado to, g- right. to go to school. If I go to a public school, I'm still going to be paying, like, $40,000 yeah. a year. But even in-state... Um, but but most private colleges they we work hard to try and provide as much aid as possible to mm-hmm. these students because we know it's expensive, and so virtually nobody pays the we talked about the sticker price right right. Uh, but still in all you know we don't want we don't want our students saddled with debt when they come out. So I was glad I personally was glad to see you know the president offer some relief. Um, very few, like less than one and a half percent of students at St. Norbert College ever default on any of their debts. So they're pretty much teed up for success. We're very proud of that. That's a, and they're very yeah. responsible. And they don't graduate, relatively speaking, with as much debt as maybe the national average. they get out in like four years, too, right, for exactly. the most part. And they get out, they yeah. get through. That's right. But having said that, we've all got to be smart. I mean, one of the things we're talking about, are we an institution that could more or less guarantee Students, you could get through in three years if you want to, if you really buckle down. Are we in a position to do that? I don't know that we are at the moment, but that's the sort of thing I think we have to be getting serious about to be able to, uh, you know, uh, keep faith with students and make sure that we've got their, not only their intellectual success, but their their um, economic future in mind um that's the that's i think the single biggest issue in all of higher education right now without doubt well we will uh we will wrap up this this portion of our conversation tom i could talk to you for hours i've got some more stuff that we'll go over but i'm going to do something for you so you don't have to be put on the spot all of these scholarships there's an awesome awesome campaign at st norbert right now so if you're going if you're an alumni if you're a supporter if you you want to support the kids at st norbert in higher education support what matters campaign mm-hmm. it's in celebration of the 100 and 25th anniversary go online check it out that's all we'll do for plat plug right now. thank you very yeah, much of course. yeah thank uh, you, Nick. <laughs> yeah definitely want to shift gears a little bit because you did come to this is a podcast about the green bay area yep. and we'd like to ask our guests all about you know their experience as someone who's who's lived and experienced a lot of places let's uh rewind the clock back to 2008 you're interviewing and taking on the role of uh president at saint Norbert college and in, in De Pere, wisconsin uh did you have to look at a map and what did you know about the area before coming here well 
Well, you know, it's funny. Uh, I didn't know De Pere, uh, and or that we really call it Deep Pier. <laughs> right. Um, what you know, it's funny. Growing up in Southern Indiana, when I did, which was uh, pre-cable TV, uh, the Baltimore Colts. You know, the Colts were still oh, yeah, in Baltimore, Baltimore Colts, not, not right. Indianapolis. The Mayflower and, had the Mayflower moving van hadn't uh, come yet. That's right. <laughs> so we, uh, so where I lived, you on Sunday, you got you either got a Packer game or you got a Bears game. Okay. And so I actually grew up. Uh, I, I came of age watching football uh, during the Lombardi years, so I was a huge Packer fan from the time I was a kid. And I stayed a Packer fan my whole life, even though I literally had never been to Green Bay, Wisconsin, until I came in for an interview at the college. And a uh, real quick funny thing, because... Um, the the day you know when they were in when they were when they had like eight candidates and they were trying to get to three you know we, mm-hmm. they flew everybody into O'Hare for and they and they met them there and I thought well I, I hate to be this close to St. Norbert College and and not not go see it so I actually rented a car oh cool and drove up but yeah. it was but it was January. <laughs> And so, and not only was it January, I called my wife that morning. I came up here. I said, there's a, it was minus 12 outside. Yeah. And I told my wife, I said, there's a guy, there's a weatherman on TV. He's outside. He just threw a cup of coffee into the air and it crystallized (laughs) instantly. And she started to cry. Oh no. Um, But then I drove, I drove over to Lambeau because I, I had never been to Lambeau right. since I had never been to Green right. Bay and I'm there and it's just, it's just so awesome and uh, and this was before Town, of course so there was still a gas station at the corner of yep. uh, Ridge Road and Lombardi and I had to gas up my car because I had to get back to O'Hare to fly home and I, I did what many Midwesterners who don't live up here do I pulled off my mitten I reached into I reached in, no I yeah, I reached into my, my pocket to get my keys and I put my keys in, in my lip to hold <laughs> it for a second and just instantaneously i realized what it was like oh it's like uh, the christmas story like the kid, yeah it was like ralphie and the christmas story in the pole and it all was within a split second and it was too late and i oh, had that no. i ripped and i just ripped a piece of skin off my lip oh, and i said man. well maybe you're too stupid to come work in green bay i don't know no man it's all good so uh i wanted uh, so then you 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 moved to the what did you have any preconceived notions of the area that were maybe like oh you know they said this but this it's actually you know there's more to do or or more things to see or more culture to to kind of explore well when i first saw it i really didn't have preconceived notion i certainly knew that the college was on a beautiful river and i mean i intellectually i understood that the fox kind of bisects the green bay area and all that but i really didn't know what the vibe of the community was and then when i got here i was really actually kind of pleasantly surprised not only because it's beautiful and all but the you know the sort of um the sort of the working class middle class kind of vibe was was it basically what I grew up with in Evansville, Indiana? It was very Catholic, uh, very uh, you know strong work ethic. Um, wasn't particularly diverse, so that wasn't a great thing. But that was very much like my home. And I my point is, it felt immediately comfortable. Yeah. From that perspective, it you know then once I got the job and I had the opportunity to explore. The community a little more. I certainly began to realize that well, it's more than Lambeau Field, and right. you know, more than Door County, and, and that kind of a thing. And uh, um, you know, we were talking just the other day about just some of the spectacular things uh, that are available. I mean, just look at the botanical garden, you right. know, for instance, and uh, the, what's happening with Tidal Town. What's ha- you know, even in, even in De Pere, 
which is charming in its own way. But it's uh, you know the restaurant scene is picking up, yeah. and some of the things that are some of the developments are happening along both downtown corridors. Um, the Mola Center is going to be amazing. Oh, you know, I, every time I drive to my parents' house, it seems like that place is one step closer, and yeah, it's going to be spectacular. It's going that's going to be a big driver for the community. So, uh, and a great place for students to explore as well. I mean, I I love when I love seeing when the students come back and you drive through the pier. There's just so much energy and activity, and everyone's going into the the shops and the restaurants, and and it's very very it's, fun. There's a lot more of that. It's also great to see. You know, there's just always so much bike and foot and skating traffic. Yeah. Over the bridge, that river, which you know, that river's been wide for a long, long time, and you know the whole east side, west side thing. But that's it. Really, is narrowing in every sense of the word. Oh, yeah. I think, and I it's just neat to see people coming back. You know, people who'll come out for SNC Day will have been on the other side of the river shopping mm-hmm. or eating, or or they live over there and they walk over yeah. and they, you know, they'll go back. And uh, it's, um, you know, I think that. Um, it's you know there's just so many wonderful developments that are i mean just in my 5 years away when i'm driving around the area here i mean every block i'm seeing something different or something right. new you know my friend mike and i were talking about the echo the concert you know venue that you know yeah. it was a a store i think maybe yeah. before i'm not sure it was gordmans uh, it was Gordon. It was Gordon's. Go. Yeah, epic. Yeah. Uh, so epic. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, so it's exciting. Yeah. Really exciting. It's really exciting. It is very exciting. There's, you know, you see new hotels popping up. I know mm-hmm. uh, your friend Mike's involved in, in a couple of those as well. Um, new restaurants. But I, I have to, I have to know, Tom, when your wife and and you and your wife are, are, you know, it's a, it's been a long week, presidenting the college, <laughs> and you want to go and have a nice relaxing dinner. What is, what are some of your spots? Uh, well, actually, I had a dinner last night with a friend at Stella's, which is right there. Uh, I love in the, their the shrimp scampi is the best. <laughs> that's it's really that's what my friend had. Yeah, uh, you know, love blue, um, yeah, Madeline's. Um, uh, let's see. Oh, somebody actually told me about a new restaurant down in Wrightstown that I want to check Lost out. Lost Tap is that? Yes, pretty good. Is it, it is. I live in Wrightstown. Oh, you do? Yeah, yeah. Um, and so I need to check that out. Yeah, you, yeah. Come on down, you, you and, and Mike and the wives. We can all go and grab. We can go and grab some uh, some good food there. They had they so every day they post a special. The other day they posted a crab cake special with a uh, mango puree and sriracha sauce, and I was so hungry. <laughs> I was like, oh, that sounds so good. But, That's great. You know. You know. It, but then, uh, but then you need to hit crawls once in oh, a while, course, and yeah. you know things like that. So, what's your go-to cheese curd spot? Uh, Nikki's. Nice. For, yeah, that's ab- a good one. Absolutely, that's a good one for absolutely, sure. absolutely, hands down for sure. So, uh, you accomplished a lot from 07 or 08 to 2017 at St. Norwood College. One of the coolest things you started was SNC Day. Tell me about the idea behind uh, St. Norbert College Day, SNC Day as we call it for short, and and what what the whole goal of the event was because it's really it's really morphed into this mega thing. It's great. It's we're so we're just so thrilled about that. Um, yeah, it's basically uh, like most ideas, it was a steal of a steal of a steal. Uh, what happened was when I was at the University of Maryland, um, our, we had a new president who had come from Berkeley, California, Berkeley. And at Berkeley, they have every year they would have Berkeley Day. And it was just an open house where the whole community was welcome to come on campus and have tens of thousands of people. Um, 
I think they would probably do that around their their uh, spring football game. Oh. So he decided we would do that at Maryland. So in the spring in April we started uh, Maryland Day, and you know the first year I think we had seventy thousand people on campus. It was around the spring football game, and so when I came to St. Norbert College, I inquired about the idea of just having this free for all, you know, literally free. Uh, most things just have people have an open campus and have this big party and and sort of tell the community how much we appreciated you know their being our being neighbors with them and their support and uh, everybody thought that was a great idea and I was thinking because I'd come because I was always hearing about spring spring and I said well what well, when do you think we should have it at Maryland we had it like in mid-April <laughs> and people looked at me like I had three eyes and I said what and they said <laughs> You haven't lived here very long, right. have you? You can't rely on the weather in and April. They said, no, you might have a foot of snow in mid-April, you moron. <laughs> you might, it might have a foot of snow. You might have 60 degrees. You know, and like I said, Who I knows? might never have been smart enough to have, come, you know, to have been hired anyway, but they did. <laughs> so we decided that we would do it early in September, shortly after the beautiful students come back. Beautiful time of year. And it's absolutely beautiful time reliably of year. year in and year out. It's just spectacular. And uh, so I think the first year we, f- we had about 3,000 people, and the next year we had about 6,000 people, and within five Five years we had we felt like between maybe 12 15 you know and there have been times we feel like with football games we've probably been upwards of 20,000 people on campus and it's and it's moms and dads and little kids and grandmas and grandmas it's, it's everybody it's great it's right around uh like family day too like when the parents when parents right. come and visit the students it's kind of built That's around right. that is there a home football game that weekend too or is, does that kind of vary depending on each I don't year? um do you know my I don't the week before there is. Oh, okay. I think it's a bye week. Yeah, Excellent. So, can't, so what, sure. what, is, uh, what are some things people can look forward to uh, this SNC day? Well, uh, there's just, there's so many things. I mean, we tend to have, there's lots of music. I mean, the, sort of the headline venues are, we have several stage go, stage go stages going, including the stage by the river at our campus center where people who come to the Knights on the Fox concert know that. So the same kinds of bands, same kind of sets, same kind of setting. Uh, but we'll have barbershop quartet people, oh, you fun. know, walking the yeah. campus singing. We have uh, tend to have international groups that are playing over in the international center. There's food, fantastic food all over the place. There's tons of games. There's you know face painting. There's just a million things that the kids can do. We have had uh, uh, boat rides. Oh you yeah, know, right. we uh, um, you know there's lots of exhibits. Um, you know, and uh, our friend. Uh, you know, from the automotive gallery, and the and we have often had you know some of their classic cars on campus. Um, so you just you know we have the healthcare providers are there. They might be you know they might be doing free health checkups. Um, it's just it's anything and everything under the sun. People you know our faculty are giving uh, guest lectures on interesting topics. So Those are always so fun. It's uh, it's really a little bit of something you know for yeah. for everybody. I do love the guest lectures because you know I'm older and more mature now, and I can appreciate listening to very smart people educate me about things. When <laughs> I was in college, I didn't have that appreciation for some reason, even though I was paying for it, which was weird. But it's all good. Um, so. You're a little, uh, you're a little hard on yourself. Ah, uh, you so. know, I made it. You did, kind of. I think it worked. We'll out. see. Now I'm just, you know, behind a mic nowadays, and it's what happens. Uh, so let's wrap it up. I know. I like I said, I could talk to you for hours, but we are nobody. Uh, nobody. We, nobody wants you to do that. Yeah. No. Okay. <laughs> um, we are coming up on an hour, but I do want to give you a little chance to to promo kind of and we tell people where they can find more information. We covered a ton of ground, so. Uh, where can people find your book? 
how can people find more information about the college? Um, if you're looking uh, to, you know, maybe apply or learn more about the programs, and then how do they find out more about SNC Day? Well, it's pretty simple. I'll start with the book first. The book is on is available on Amazon, and and I think it's probably available in local bookstores. If you uh, if you're interested, it's called Man on Fire. Uh, the life and time, the life and spirit of Norbert of Zanton. Um, so, um, and like, and I appreciate you mentioning it. It is for anybody who's interested in uh, the lives of saints. Anybody that's certainly interested in the Norbertines or their history, it's something that I think you would probably enjoy. Uh, all those questions you asked about SNC and SNC Day are probably best answered by going to our web, main website, which is snc.edu. And uh, you've got the search bar, so you know you would type in SNC Day, and yeah. it'll in the whole thing. You know will okay. come up. But uh, but yeah, if you're interested in what jobs are available, you go to snc.edu and then just type in you know uh, jobs, you know, job listings or right. what have you. So that's uh, and it's a wonderful website which we've actually just. Uh, Essentially redesigned and launched in the in the last week. So it, I was really, going to say, my friend Nina, my friend Nina j- just shared on social media that uh, it over it went over a uh, a complete redo. So I'm excited. Yeah, to, yeah they've been to very, check it out. They've been very busy, but they did a great job. Yeah, yeah, it looks it looks fabulous, and I know you know those website projects are no small task. They Believe are not. Me, I've been through them. They are so. not right. Tom, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate you guys you stopping by the visitor center for uh, for a conversation. Uh, you're more than welcome to come back anytime you thank would you. like. Um, so thanks again for your time on the Nine Two O Show, and we will see you at SNC Day. Small plug: if you're at SNC Day, come by the Discover Green Bay booth. We will have visitor guides to help you explore the area. We'll have some fun giveaways, some can koozies, some. Uh, I think we'll bring some tattoos and stickers out there, all sorts of stuff to make sure uh when you are done with snc day you can go and explore the deep here in green bay area even more exactly thank you nick it's going to be a great time and i've had a great time here same same here same here thanks again appreciate it Thank you to uh, President Tom Kunkel. That was a uh, really insightful conversation. And, uh, you know, as the as the president of the college, I, I know he doesn't have a ton of time. Yeah, <laughs> I'm kidding. Hands. He's like, yeah, so, I can make it work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I really, really appreciate it. He came in into our office to do it. Like, I mean, yeah. just super, super gracious with his time and his openness. And I do want to give a real quick shout out before we hop into the weekend to uh, SNC's president, or um, sorry, uh, director of communication, Mike Counter, and their um, director of marketing and uh, marketing and communications, uh, Nina Rouse. Both of them, old friends of mine from my St. Norbert days. They listened to the show and they were like, "Hey, we got to do something with SNC," and they were the ones who helped me uh, schedule Tom and, and get him ready. And mm-hmm. uh, Mike even sent over some topics for us to hit on. So uh, really, really grateful to the team over at St. Norbert College for making that interview on the 920 show possible. So uh, before the interview, we went over five big events that are happening. We realized that there's a ton more, but we just wanted to highlight those because they're like kind of the main things that are driving people here this weekend. But we we also acknowledge that there's a ton going on. Uh, so we talked uh, we talked about SNC Day. We talked about the train concert at Lambo. We talked about Luke Combs at the Rush Center. We talked about the Wet Whistle Wine Festival that Cameron's going to be at. Um, and all of those things. But I, I think we just need to run through 
the calendar real quick so everyone can kind of get a feel for all the stuff that's going on. I'm hoping that you're listening to this as you're like driving up to Green Bay for the game or something like that where you can kind yeah, of just picture yourself. Explore. You're driving. Yeah. You're noticing fall colors. Suddenly the streets start to <laughs> Suddenly, you, Bring you to Green Bay. <laughs> come on, no, no, no! Suddenly, you plug your ox phone, your ox cord into your car. A All mysterious a voice comes into the. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm joking. <laughs> terrible. That was bad. All right, let's do this because I know the people want to get on their way. Uh, all right, so looking at this, we have a bunch of live music uh, again. Um, uh, Cup of Joy has a concert. Uh, Jimmy Allen. Jimmy Allen. He's a country music player at uh, at Epic on Friday. Yep. Um, so that'll be great. Check that out. Um, we have Acoustic Lunch at Titletown, obviously, again. Badger State Summer Block Party Concert Series is happening again. Uh, Let Me Be Frank Productions, the Manitowoc Munsters, mm-hmm. uh, starting on the 16th, it looks like. Um I want to just touch on the International Community Festival that's happening at the Salvation Army Croc Center. Uh, that should be a really cool event uh, celebrating uh, all the different um, ethnic diversity we have in, mm-hmm. in the region. So that'll be uh, really, really fun. That's uh, a little peek at Friday. Let me go ahead and click the next button here. Um, Katie, anything you see here that you want to talk um. about? Let me see. Oh, Ignite Market's going on yeah. on Saturday. Yes, yeah. the, the on Broadway's Ignite Market is happening Saturday, seven uh, September seventeenth at the what? this weekend. It is between Walnut and Howard Streets. Okay, awesome. What are some of the, the astronomers ha- are playing? Ooh, um, traveling night market. Uh, they basically bring in like local artisans and makers, yeah. food, yeah. interactive art, all the things. Uh, and then we have Oktoberfest on the Fox at uh, Hegmeister Park, which is always a great event. Go check out the Oktoberfest uh, celebrations mm-hmm. on the Fox River. Uh, that would be on the 17th as well. Uh, going into, um, we have Parallel 44 Wine Harvest Fest, uh, Farmer's Market, of course, um, and then the game. Yep. <laughs> oh, before the game, do you want to give this a shout out? Washington Street. They're they are a block doing party? a block party tailgate, tailgate edition. edition. Yes, that'll be super fun. Those are always um, fun. Those are super fun. We need to get some photographers there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Shaker and the Egg will be there. I'm looking for a start time for everyone. 12 p.m. to 3 p.m. So before you hit the Lambeau Field parking lot to tailgate, go and check out the block party at Washington on Washington Street mm-hmm. uh, presented by Downtown Green Bay, Inc., our friends over there. And that looks like a weekend. <laughs> That was like a several days of partying. <laughs> we were we were prepping for this uh, for this um, for this segment, and Katie goes, "I'm going to text my boyfriend, and he's going to spend all weekend here with me. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to do all the things." I did do that. So I am expecting. I'm content. giving you homework. Content, 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 and I want to hear a whole. Please. I want to hear a whole recap Should on the nine two zero show. Yeah, blog it. Blog. Blog my opening weekend in green bay valid i guess yeah. i guess that means i have to go buy some packer gear from the pro shop right uh yeah yeah definitely i needed that not on the company card damn it <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> it's fine it's fine <laughs> no, just kidding. Yeah, you're good, you're good. uh all right so we will we'll look forward to katie's weekend recap uh next week i'm tr- i'm still trying to get tickets to the game so i might have some fun are adventures you kidding as well. me you're gonna get getting a tickets to the game uh, yeah probably likely 
Yes, definitely. I'm looking forward to content from the game then. Deal. <laughs> Drunk Nick. <laughs> Bet. <laughs> just, like, just like the soccer game, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nick's like, I got it. Anyways, okay, let's go. All right. Yeah, let's wrap up. Uh, again, um, as always, please, uh, you know what? Like, subscribe, share, leave us comments, all the things on social media. Um, follow us uh, at Discover Green Bay on TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. YouTube. YouTube. Yeah. YouTube. Check it out. We'll be doing more content there. And of course, thank you for, thank you, Katie, for putting that in there. But more importantly, the most important thing that you have to do is get out there and discover Green Bay. Have a good weekend, y'all. See ya. God, we're so much freaking better.